This is a show about jewelry, why we wear it, why it matters, how it's made, and what it means. I'm Alex D, and I turn cannabis into gold. I make mind-blowing jewelry in gold, silver, and platinum from cannabis plants here in Canada for stage, screen, for people who want to rock crazy jewelry. I'm the Cannabis Goldsmith. to podcasting really late. Like I didn't even listen to podcasts for years. I mean, podcasts must have been going on for five, 10 years, probably before I even listened to my first podcast. I, I'm, I guess the name podcasting turned me off. And so I didn't really bother. I'd heard there's some really good podcasts to listen to the big famous ones that Google podcasts are always trying to pump into your feeds the ones that are trying to inflate to the top of the stack. The, the, there were some big ones. There were early pioneers like Mark Marin, who has a really famous podcast called WTF or What the Fuck. And he was one of the, the uh, he's like a grizzled old veteran he, who's actually moving to Canada, strangely. Anyway, he recorded out of his garage and, and sort of built uh, the idea of podcasting as a business uh, into into reality. So he's a pioneer. So I knew about him, but I hadn't even heard one of his podcasts. And then, and then I did, I listened to one of his podcasts and I thought, wait a minute, this is just a guy talking. This is like radio, right? It's like radio. Um, and so I thought, no, it's something I could understand. Then I started listening to podcasts of different types. And I listened to Mark for a while and I, and I sort of got bored with that. And I moved on, tried a few other ones, and I didn't really find anything that held my uh, entire focus. But that's the beauty of podcasting. It's like a buffet. You can pick and choose whatever you want and, and build, build a great package of media yourself. You know, it's, it's like way better than television. And in my opinion, you have more control, like as a podcast listener, you can pick and choose what you want to listen to. You can try some stuff. And if you don't like it, you can just, just don't subscribe to it, subscribe to something else and listen to something else. So I started, I started seeing the beauty of that. I mean, wow. And I've always been sort of a radio person too. I liked not so much listening to radio, but wanting to be on the radio. Like I wanted, I, me, I remember once when I was a, a young man, I guess in my early 20s, and there was a local radio station in my town and and they said, oh, well, why didn't you come in and read for a job? And I had no idea what that even meant, right? It meant basically sitting in front of a microphone and reading a page out of the newspaper into the microphone in a way that somebody with a set of headphones on in another room could, or in the sound, uh, in the control room, would be able to understand what I was saying. And it didn't, it wouldn't sound like it was being read from a sheet of paper. Now this is, this was the, 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 the skill that I needed to get the job and I didn't have it. And like a young, like many young men everywhere who think they know everything and actually don't and, and get a slap in the face of reality. 
this was an embarrassment for me because I sat down and I thought it, this was just going to be, they were going to interview me and talk to me about how great I was. But no, they wanted me to actually read off a sheet of paper in front of a microphone and not something that I had brought either and practiced, something that just, they just ripped a page out of a newspaper and said, here, read this, right? And it was like, but that's what that's what it's about, is being able to, to get up at five and sit in front of a mic and just talk. And that's what this is. <laughs> but anyway, no, back to, that's radio. But podcasting is, podcasting is different. First of all, I liked if I had gotten into it earlier, there would have been less advertising. The beauty of podcasting is they still haven't figured out the advertising, the way to generate huge revenue, advertising revenue from it, like they've done with social media. Advertising ruined the web, social media, search. Oh, it's Advertising has ruined everything. It's ruined it all. Uh, but podcasting, they haven't yet figured out a way to monetize podcasting. So these ad agencies and these um, these people uh, who want to who want to strip value from uh, creativity, they they haven't figured out a way to do it yet. Now I, I'm sure some of you are saying, "Oh well, how will we be able? To, how will we creatives be able to earn money with our podcast?" Look, look, the people who are going to earn money aren't the individual creators. They're going to be the people stripping off, stripping off value at scale. Those are the people we got to worry about. So while podcasting is still relatively open and free, this is the time to take advantage of it. But anyway, back to podcasting. Like there are so many different, there are so many different options for podcasting. Me personally, like I, I'm a huge issue I have is politics. I get sucked into politics, domestic politics, international politics a little bit, but mostly my, in my own country in Canada, I get drawn into it. And it's a big mistake because it's just a waste of time for me. And it's, it's a suck. It's a, it's a, it's a, it grounds that creativity. It makes me angry too, and uh, but it motivates, right? But that's not the kind of motivation I want as an artist. I want to be motivated to create amazing designs and products. Politics doesn't do it for me, but I'm interested in it, and I keep getting drawn back into it. But I made a I made a a plan when I started this podcast not to talk about politics on it. There's more like more than politics podcasts out there. There's like art podcasts and music podcasts. There's podcasts. There, there's a, every every subject you can think of, there's a podcast about. And they're small. Usually they're small productions. They're not, they're not these big Joe Rogan type enterprises, massively funded and, and massively subscribed. And, and no, most podcasts are run by enthusiasts. It's very, it's very similar, I think, to the forum mentality of people who say they're gardeners and they, they want to get gardeners together around the world. So they start a message board about gardening. It's, it's sort of like that, where the person who starts the forum, the podcaster, is, is uh, it's a media channel. Right, it's a small niche media channel, and this is the beauty of podcasting. It's a, it's a whole, it's a, it's an, a world, a universe of niches on very various subjects. 
done by enthusiasts. Like in this podcast, for example, it's, it's a combination of jewelry, cannabis, and art, right? Maybe a little music thrown in for spicing. Now, it's just talk. It's just talk, me talking. So it's a single-person podcast. You can do that, right? Podcasting, you can do anything in podcasting. I mean, I was going to do a podcast. I have a wood stove here, and I still might. I mean, I have a wood stove, and I was, like, loading this wood stove over the winter, keeping the farmhouse warm just loading in the wood and uh, I was thinking why don't I figure out a way to mic this wood stove and just like do a wood stove podcast like so I might yet do that but there's room for all kinds of podcasts so that I'll make make one that's that combines art jewelry music and uh, cannabis and the direction my brand is going and it'll be It'll be like a canvas where I can try different ideas out in audio and talk about the stuff we're doing. I mean, this might not interest anybody, but I don't care. Maybe there are a handful of people who are listening to this, and this is what I assume, but I might be wrong. I might be the only person who listens to this podcast, but I'm not making it for that reason. And I think a lot of people who make podcasts don't care that they have an audience or not. They just want to do do the work and get it on tape or whatever, get it, get it out there, publish it. And that's what this is about. The idea of an open free market of ideas that's untouched basically by censors, advertisers. This is what the podcastosphere is. So this is why it is so good and this is the value in it but it's a slow medium it's not like a tiktok video it's nothing you can squeeze into one into one minute right it's not that it's a long slow thing now i know some people listen to podcasts at speed there's some podcast uh, apps on your phone you can set the rate of speed that the podcast plays and people start sounding like chipmunks at a certain level. But people actually listen to podcasts at speed like that at, at increased at X3 speeds or whatever. I, I don't know. That's not that's not what I do, but it doesn't matter. I mean, you're still listening to the podcast, I guess. I, whatever. I mean, do what you want with it, but just get the material. Pick and find stuff you like and, and subscribe and then... Uh, and start listening. It's 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 fabulous. Now, granted, some of you might not even know what a podcast is, and the, and a podcast is basically an an audio file with some data attached to it. So, a recording of an audio uh, conversation, for example, and it, on the file description, it lists when it was made, what it's called, like the podcast name or whatever, and this is circulated across the open internet with something called R. RSS feeds, which are so far free and clear and un, unencumbered by controls from the big tech companies. So there, nobody's, there's nobody's monopolizing RSS feeds across the internet yet. So this is how podcasts circulate. And how you get them is you get a podcast app, like your phone might have one, uh, like Google Podcasts is one if you're an Android user. Uh, Apple Podcasts, I suppose, is another one if you're an Apple user. I'm not, but, I mean, you might be, and, and check that. And then just download, you know, look, search for podcasts. Search for ours. 
Cannabis Goldsmith. And then hit the subscribe button. And there you go. That's your first podcast. And you can listen to me every week if you want. I mean, you don't even have to. It's That's a thing. But that's how it works. You suddenly, you've, you've got a subscription. And every week it pops up on your, it'll pop up on your phone that the new episode is out. You can listen to it or not. You can listen to it at times three. You can fast forward around it without any issue and listen to the parts you like. Now, back to the advertising component of podcasts, the, the, uh, they're trying to develop or they have ways now of injecting ads into podcasts called programmatic advertising. It's the same kind of, see these ad companies, man, they're so, they suck, man. Anyway, what they've done is they've, they've like, just like when you go on a web page and all of a sudden you start, you see, start seeing all these ads for stuff that you, you, you say you search for a pair of glasses last week and now all you're seeing is ads for eyeglasses. This same technology is they're trying to get into podcasting so that if you search for your eyeglasses on your web page, when you're listening to your podcast on Google Podcasts, you're getting eyeglass audio ads on there. That's what they're trying to do. And and what they do is in the, they inject them into the podcast programmatically. And so um, I notice, you know, it, well, for example, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't, I'm not benefiting from any ad dollars from this podcast. So if there's ads on it, those people are putting ads on my podcast and monetizing it, right, for their own benefit. That might be going on too. Who knows, right? What I'm worried about is getting the message out right now and creating content, creating like a library of content around this top, the topics that I discuss. It's a historical kind of uh, record. It's a publishing thing where, where you get uh, data tracks of stuff. So like uh, New York Times uh, podcast, episode one, episode two, episode three. There's, there's ways to index and track these things as a human being. You don't need you don't need a machine to do it. Like it's podcast number one, that's what it is. Listen, start there. Or if you want to start in the middle, listen to podcast number 10 or whatever. I mean, the control is up to the individual, and this is what makes podcasting excellent. Notice how I haven't talked about audio yet at all, like the actual tones are on the, on the podcasting. It's just... The ability of podcasts to be pretty much free and clear of advertising or that the user, the podcast listener, has the ability to fast forward through it if they want and just get to the meat of the show. So that's the beauty of podcasts and that's what got me, finally I caved and listened to a podcast and I was like, wow, this is good. And then I started thinking about making my own podcast. That's the other half of this this show is like, how do you make your own podcast? Well, the thing is with podcasting, I'm saying how beautiful it is because it's unencumbered by advertising for the most part. It's also, it has almost zero barrier to entry. I mean, no barrier to entry. Anybody can upload, like, like record an audio file and then upload it as a podcast for free. And it's immediately accessible around the world. Like, this is incredible. 
in this day and age. Everything is controlled. Everything is by either phone companies, tech bros. Everything is being controlled, right? But podcasting, not yet. So making a podcast, there are no barriers to entry. The only thing is a quality issue. Again, I think I started listening to the podcast during the pandemic. When I was bored, I was locked in the house. I couldn't work. We were locked down in, in Toronto. I could, we couldn't go anywhere. Our pre, the premier of our province even instructed the police to arrest people on the street if they were out there. Like, but, but you know what? They didn't do it because it was stupid. Anyway, they thought, <clears throat> oh, listen to podcasts. What else am I going to do? And it occurred to me that all these big media organizations... An example, a good example is like the Washington Post. Now, this is a massive American media organization. They, uh, during the pandemic, I, I used to listen, I subscribed to a podcast called Post Reports. I don't anymore, but I did. And the reporter at the time, the journalist, she was recording from a closet. She was sitting in a closet with a microphone recording a podcast that went across one of the top media channels in the world. Now, there was no fancy studio with with big sound boards and sound engineers and soundproof rooms and and all that. There was none of that. It was a it was her like clothing her, where she kept her clothes and she I remember her describing on the podcast how she was sitting in there with like some pillows and the microphone and this was in the pandemic and she like we all were terrified i guess and and you could just imagine and picture this but this is this is like this is journalism right like this is this is media this is this is where the rubber meets the road media this is like authentic this is this this is great and i'm now i'm not talking about the washington post i'm talking about and the thing is, the audio quality was excellent. It's a, as good as you would get in a massive recording studios. So then I thought, how hard can this be? I mean, I was a, I was a DJ as a young man, so I often spoken into a microphone before, like, last call for alcohol, Donna Summer. But it's not about that. It's just about, it's about, producing the content and if somebody could do in a closet with pillows and a microphone and sound as good as coming out of a you know a recording studio that that uh, that costs like thousands of dollars an hour to be in this is incredible it's such a tool and that distribution is free is another tool and you can use this for uh, like you're saying why am i telling you all this well you can use all this for your own businesses your own creative work you can start your own podcast and either promote your own work, talk about your own work, build stories around your own work. And this is what I'm doing, right? But you can do it too. And it's not hard to do. No matter what you are, a painter, a potter, um, a God, watercolor person. Maybe you build sculptures out of like, like rocks. I mean, it doesn't even matter. Like do a show about it. So how did I start? At first, I thought it was all about the microphone. You know, you had to have the best microphone. You don't have to have the best microphone. Uh, you have to have the best sound equipment. You don't have to have the best sound equipment. 
It's more about, I think, taking down the expectations a bit and starting small. And then if it works for you, getting better gear. And you don't have to buy new, uh, you don't have to buy new gear. You can buy used gear too. And the good gear that you can buy used is probably better than the new gear you can buy that's at the same price. But enough about gear. Well, how did I start? Well, I made a commitment to myself. I said, I'm going to start a podcast as a test, not this one. I started another podcast as a test. I said, I'm going to record this other podcast and the podcast is going to, I decided it was only going to be a minute long. That way I didn't, you know, have to waste a lot of time doing it. Um, but it would help me build, build um, a method on how to make podcasts. So I decided to do a politics podcast and I, it was going to be one minute long and it was going to be every single day. And I think I did it for, uh, I made a commitment for a month or something like that or a hundred or, I mean, I set a number or one minute long. So, I mean, how bad is that? It's like, no, I think it was 60. I'm, anyway, I forget now. I said, okay, I'm going to do a one-minute podcast every day. So I did. And in order to do that, I had to write the podcast. I had to set up the microphone and record it. I had to, to upload it to an RS feed thing. I mean, this is all stuff you can learn. It all sounds complicated, but it's not. And help is on the internet. Just search for help and you'll get steps. Ask GPT-4 if you want, and they'll give you a series of steps of how to do this. Uh, so you got the technical aspect down, okay, before you even try, before you even start. So that's what I did. I thought, okay, one-minute podcast, how do I do it? So I started recording these one-minute podcasts. And by the time I got halfway, like, to 10, I had a system down. I was doing it. I, I knew sort of, well, you know, how to stay away from the microphone, the proper distance and all that. You learn all that. I'm still learning all that. So when you, when you talk on the uh, microphone, you have to keep your mouth a certain range from it. Otherwise, you start to fade out like this. If your head bobs back and forth like this, you start getting these fading out things like that. And you don't want that, right? You want, you want a consistent voice. With this experimental one-minute podcast I did, I was like, I was learning by, by the 10th podcast, by 10 minutes into, by 10 different shows, I knew how to do podcasts. And so there it is. And you can learn too. It only takes 10 minutes at the most. Because there are so many people making podcasts now, it's hard to get noticed out there. So this has a disadvantage if you want to use podcasting as a vehicle to promote your stuff because you have to promote your podcast in order to promote your products, right? So what are you doing? You're promoting your products. You're, you're, you're promoting your podcast to promote your products. Um, this is the same thing with social media. It, it gets into this place where you're, you end up uh, being on a hamster wheel for Mark Zuckerberg producing content for Instagram, right? When you really should be making your dresses or suits or, or belts or, or um, you should be putting all that creative energy into your own onto your own platform instead of Mark Zuckerberg. The idea that all this creative energy is being stripped away by these other, by the platforms that you're, you're ostensibly using to, to promote your 
products is, is just horrifying, right? It's terrible. So anyway, back to your own podcast, like you still have to get traction. I would suggest that your goal not be virality. Don't go for virality. Don't go to your, don't look at, you're going to get famous from your podcast. Um, you're not Joe Rogan. Um, you're not going to be that. There's only one of him, right? And he's sucking huge amounts of money out of the podcastosphere. Rather, as an artist, look at podcasting as a way to talk about work to whoever might stumble upon your podcast. And, and podcasts are a stumbling kind of thing, right? You stumble upon them. You're searching for podcasts and you see something you might like. Uh, don't just accept what the podcast players suggest you listen to. In fact, never. Always go hunting for your own, which is the beauty of podcasts. Look for these small little uh, like niche niche podcasts that are really interesting. I'm going to name a couple that I like. I have a balance of podcasts now. But, oh, I, I have a mix of podcast shows that I listen to. I like a lot of news podcasts. I told you news is my bane or whatever. News is a big drain on my, my creative thing. But I love news, and, and I, I guess I got that from my dad, so I kind of hang on to it. But I have some uh, news podcasts I listen to. I listen to the BBC, uh, BBC World Service. It gives me a little bit of an idea of what's going on around the world. Uh, it's hourly. It's like five minutes or whatever. I don't listen to it hourly. Every so often I'll listen to it. There's a guy, there's, okay, there's a writer in Hollywood uh, named Rob Long, and he does this uh, show called The Martini Shot on the Ankler. And it's a small kind of podcast. It's it's very, it's like a, it's like a slice of life of Hollywood. I don't even know if this Hollywood exists anymore. And I actually tweeted him about it. And I said, look, look, does this Hollywood exist anymore or something? Or, or thanks for thanks for bringing this slice or whatever of Hollywood life. But I'm not even sure it does exist anymore. It's the it's the slice of life of Hollywood of getting getting shows on the air and writing for shows and 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 this kind of stuff. And it the way he weaves the way he, he's a writer, right? So I guess this is why the show is so well. It's it read it's it reads so well. But he reads it as well, which is I guess makes it even better because he knows what it's about as he's reading it, what he's trying to convey or stress or whatever, right? But it's a really good show. I suggest you listen to it. Uh, you might not like Hollywood, but just the way he delivers it is interesting. So the martini shot. I, le- I learned a lot from Rob Long, so thanks, dude, for just for doing your show because it's good. And uh, best of best of luck to you out on the strike because I guess you're all out on strike now. All right. Uh, political podcasts I listen to. New Yorker, the political scene. I listen to a lot of American uh, podcasts. Uh, Kara Swisher. I listen to her podcasts, anything she does. I consider her a mentor. She's, she, in podcasting, she's, she's set her own direction. She's, she produces amazing, super high quality content and a lot of it on a lot of different platforms. But I think she's, she's in the groove of podcasting and she 
is somebody to watch. If you want to see how to do podcasting well, Kara Swisher is the person to watch and learn from too. Hard Fork is another podcast I listen to. This is a new podcast. It's a New York Times podcast. I like to learn about technology, which is why I listen to Kara. And Hard Fork is Casey Newton from The Platformer and Kevin Roos from New York Times, and they talk about tech stuff. And it's it's lighter. It's not as intense and newsy. It's more... um, there's banter, there's, it's lighter, it's lighter, but there's still a lot of good information in it. Those dudes know their shit. I listen to that. I listen to Sam Harris. I know Sam Harris polarizes, but I, I like learning from these weird guests that he has, like physicists and shit, right? This is stuff I wouldn't be exposed to normally, so this is why I listen to it. And I only listen to him as I go to sleep. He puts, he knocks me out cold. So... If I want to learn a bit of physics or something or ask, you know, some weird like uh, some weird neuroscience thing, I'll I'll put him on before I go to sleep and I'll be out cold in like, um, you know, two, three minutes. I guess I'm still learning as I'm asleep, but whatever. So he's in my rotation. Let's see. Oh, Prof G. Prof G is in my rotation. Now, he's a uh, professor, university professor. At NYU, he's also a partner at Kara Swisher's show, Pivot. But he does his own his own content called Prof G. And I listen to some of it. Some of it I don't under, like, I don't, he has, he's split it off in three. He split his show it into three different shows. And I don't understand, he's supposed to be a branding guy. So I, I don't know, this might make sense on some level to him, but I don't understand. I think it's just, it's not. I think maybe he should split off them into different shows, but not in his same show. Anyway, like I say, he's the branding guy. Prof G I listen to. I like him. He's funny, but he's smart. Uh, I mentioned Mark Maron. Occasionally, I'll listen to Mark Maron. He recently interviewed William Shatner, so I might listen to that. Podcasting is generally interviews, you know, somebody interviewing another person. Podcasting is generally interviewing another person or somebody talking like I'm doing here. Sometimes there's multiple people talking. Like another podcast I listen to about technology is The Verge, Nilay Patel's uh, show about about technology. And these guys are right on the leading edge of everything. They're, whenever there's like some kind of hardware announcement, they're there. They're sitting in the audience like with the hand up, right? Asking questions about it and then talking about it after. There's a lot of banter. A lot of inside text stuff is is thrown back and forth. It might turn some people off, but I, I, go, I let, it, let it go and listen to the content because the content is really, really good. And you'll learn a lot from it. So that's why I listen to it. I'm still looking for good art podcasts. I've got one that I highly recommend. It's Art Juice. Because there are so many podcasts, find they're hard to find. You really have to hunt them down. And these are not podcasts like Art Juice is not going to be, you're not going to find it at the top of your recommended podcast thing because, you know, the New York Times podcasts are going to be up there or the, the ones that are connected that spend a lot of money on Google are going to get promoted to the top of their podcast search thing. Right, just like they do on web pages, I'm pretty sure. But look for them. Art juice, 
Art Juice is this uh, show about art, and it's these two, I guess, abstract painters in the UK, two women, and they're very different women, and they, they have very different work, very different ways of approaching art, and their relationship between them is interesting, but, but more so what they talk about. And they talk about art, the process of being an artist and making art, and stuff like living and studios and like and and selling art and 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 getting indulgent it's like a process art process show and for me it made it made a huge difference because it allowed me artist uh, it can be really lonely being an artist sometimes especially if you work by yourself like if you're a hermit person like me where I'm I'm tucked away in a farmhouse making designing products right and, you know, I'm not a person that gets lonely, artist lonely, you know, like being in the room with other artists, listening to them talk about art and talking between yourselves about art. This is what this show Art Juice gives. It gives this this sense that you're sitting in a room with two fellow artists talking about art and and you're learning. I mean, you're not talking, but it feels like you're you're a participant in it. That's what makes the show so great. I only have one concern about it. And maybe it's not a concern. Maybe it's a feature. I don't know. Their theme song is too upbeat. Oh, my God. Sometimes I, I listen to podcasts as I fall asleep. You know, you, you listen to Art Juice and you're falling asleep. And all of a sudden, the closing theme comes on and you want to go out and like and sweep, wash the, the walls and clean the windows. Da, 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 da. It's like um, you want to be kicking your legs up like the Rockettes, right, on the uh, on stage. So I never listen to this podcast when I'm about to go to sleep because it'll wake me up. That theme song is just is too upbeat. No, really. But anyway, those two women are lovely, and they're it's worth subscribing <laughs> to Art Juice because it's a really good podcast. There are other art podcasts I've tried to listen to. There's there's these art uh, review podcasts where they review exhibits and stuff, but I'm much rather, I you know, I'm, I'm not in the market for buying anyone else's art, but I, I'm in the market for learning how they make it, how they deal with their lives as they're making it. That kind of stuff is interesting to me. And hopefully that's what this show is sort of a little bit about too. Anyway, those those are a few shows I listen to. On, those are on my main rotation. Now, other shows come in and out of that. I listen to weird shit once or twice and then never listen to it again. But but I'll find other things to listen to. Like, I've just been talking about podcasting and the value of it. I think next, I'll do another episode on how to record podcasts cheaply and quickly. But this, there's no real need for me to tell you that. You can find find this out on your own. The, the, the three tips I'll give you is... Don't, okay, buy the best microphone you can afford, all right? Don't go over budget, but buy the best microphone you can afford. And they've come down in price a lot. You don't have to buy the best one, but don't use your phone. You need, you need a microphone. Look at used stores for microphones. And if you go down to a used store, even a pawn shop, you might find a good microphone for cheap. So look, right? Look around. And that's the first tip. You can record right to a computer 
You don't need recording devices like digital recorders and stuff. You can record right to a computer with free software. Uh, right now I'm using Audacity on a PC. Audacity is a free uh, audio control software. It has, it's free, you download for free. You can record on it, you can manipulate audio, edit audio on it. There's tons of help on the internet about how to do it. I mean, it's, it's all you need, really. I'm not a Mac person, so I can't recommend anything there, but the, an equivalent exists, I am quite certain, on that platform. Okay, so that's the other thing. You can you get the, the most expensive mic you can afford and then look in used places because you'll get good deals sometimes. Record to free software. And then... The final tip and the most important tip is create a test podcast that no one will hear except for you. You don't even have to upload it. You can just record it and then listen to it. So do like I did. Say, okay, you're going to record a one-minute podcast every day about whatever subject is interested is interesting to you, whether it's cars or gardening or whatever. Record a one-minute podcast and then save it. And do this every morning for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, believe me, you'll be a podcaster. It might not be Mark Marin, but you're on your way to being Mark Marin in the quality spectrum of podcasting. So notice how I'm marking and naming Mark every five minutes. And that's because he's going to be Canadian soon. I always said this, there was a bit about cannabis in this episode. The the plants, I planted four plants as I described, right? These are the plants that we used to cast our jewelry and uh, we can't grow more, like every Canadian adult can grow four plants in Canada. So I've got four plants and if one of them dies, then that's less that I have to work with to make the jewelry pieces. Like, so anyway, what, what has happened is three of the plants are great, but the fourth one is flowering already. And this is, this is weird because it only went in the ground a couple of weeks ago and it's flowering already. So it must be an autoflower and it's not the Jack Herrer that I, it was supposed to be. And I was kind of upset about that because I was hoping to have a 16 foot tall Jack Herrer plant. And instead I have this 12 inch tall scraggly looking weird thing with flowers starting to form on it. Now, a good seed, wherever you got your seed, a good seed place will replace that. And I contacted them immediately. And I said, look, there must have been a mislabeling or something because this is not what I ordered. And they immediately sent me replacement. But it's too late to plant this year, so I guess I'll have to plant it next year uh, when the weather's right. Now, the, these jacks here, they, they take a long time to grow outdoors and if I start it now it'll be much too late they only go into flower here like in like Halloween sometime like 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 September so and here we have frosts and it, it's, it's such a it's just complicated so I'm gonna wait till next year to plant another seed in the meantime this uh, this weird Franken plant I'm looking at it it's I think what's happened it's dehybridized and this is some part of it's distant lineage that is coming out. The leaves are, are weirdly thick, which might be amazing for jewelry. Now, there's not a lot of them. I mean, this is a tiny plant, but the leaves are really thick. And this is a problem with 
what the work we do is that cannabis leaves are very thin and when we try and cast them in precious metals they tear and they break and and all this kind of stuff and this little weird franken plant has thick leaves so i'm going to try casting a few of them and see if i can capture them but i'm afraid to take to cutting <laughs> i'm afraid to cut too many leaves off this thing because it's so small and i might kill it right I think it'll be flowered and finished in a month. It, the way it's going, I guess I'll put, I don't know what I'll put in the hole there. Maybe some parsley or something. Maybe some herbs until next year. Podcasting. Record a podcast. Do it on whatever subject you like. Weightlifting. You know? Bicycling. Do it. The world is full of millions of podcasts. Search for the one for you. Go out there and search. Subscribe to ours, The Cannabis Goldsmith. Search for the ones I talked about. Listen to Art Juice. I like Art Juice. And that's it. Talk to you next week. The Cannabis Goldsmith is produced by Tribe Communications, Inc. in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. You can see what we do at tribe.ca. Send us an email, alexd at cannabisgoldsmith.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Cannabis Goldsmith.